time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. Uh, this week, we get to interview Allison Hester. It's a really nice interview. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, but first, we just wanted to thank everyone who took part in the auction last week to help Tommy Cooper. Uh, it went really well. We know we had a little snafu with the auction, um, but the results were really good. And so we know Tommy and his family want to express their thanks to you and everyone who participated in it. Uh, but now we're going to get you right into the interview. Thanks again. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Flow on. All right, Flomies. Well, thanks so much. It's uh, nice to have you with us here. It's another uh, ITF Flowcast, and uh, we're this time we're going to be talking with Allison Hester. Hi, Allison. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You, you've been uh, pretty active in the in ITF group, and uh, it'd be nice for people to kind of get to know your background and, and what, you, what you do right now, you know, as far as okay. for, for work, and then just how you got into the industry. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually started uh, more with the pressure washing industry back in 1994. I, uh, I've always been a writer for the industry, so I'm a little bit different. Um, but I was 24 years old and I gotten laid off from an ad agency oh. and was desperate for work. <laughs> and that was back before the um, back before the Internet. So I answered an ad in the newspaper for a magazine editor and went and applied, um, went out to interview. And it was for a pressure washing magazine, which okay. this was back before pressure washers were in Home Depot and things like that. So I didn't even know really what a pressure washer was and of course it was before the internet and I remember leaving and thinking there is no way <laughs> I want to write about pressure washers for a living but I ended up getting the job um, and that was with Cleaner Times magazine back in 1994 um, and I worked there for four years and then left and did some corporate communications type work and then left and had kids and worked freelance and then I went back to work for Clean Cleaner Times part-time back in, I guess it was around um, 99, 98, 99. Is that right? Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. Two. Yeah, no, that would be right. Um, anyway, I went back to work. This was when social media had started and I was working part-time for them. And I was, for the first time I was able to get online and kind of see what people were interested in. And that was back mm -hmm. when the bulletin boards, yes. uh, yeah, you know, like a big that. deal. And I could, I could see, instead of just guessing, because before we, you know, we communicated by phone and eventually by email, but that was about it. Um, so I suggested to them that they let me take on social media and also some suggested some topics for them. And they weren't interested. Yeah. <laughs> they had their, you know, list of things that they wanted me to write about. And I just felt like there was a need. So I broke off and started my own magazine um, mm. called eClean. Okay. Yeah, Which, I, heard that. Um, I started in 2000. I'm getting my years confused. No, yeah, 2011. So I went to work for them in, in 2008. That's right. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Okay. Um, so 2011, I started my own magazine and I did that for, uh, I sold it in 2019. Okay. Um, because I found out I'm a good writer, but I don't like running a business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the you. business side. Yeah. Are you, are you still writing now? I'm writing for, I work for, for Jay Racing part-time. Right? Yep. Gotcha, I do them, gotcha. work for them part-time. And then I, I've gotten where I do some stuff for some, um, I get to do a cool, some cool freelance projects for other industries as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, so. so had you gone to school for writing? Is that how, why you got into that back in 90 and 94? Yeah. Um, I had gone to school. My, my third grade teacher is who I always credit for writing. <laughs> She's the one that 
encouraged me to start off, you know, to, to become a writer. And so I went to school. Um, I actually got a degree in radio, TV, film, because I wanted to make A's watching movies, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I minored in writing and I had a focus in writing. And so I worked in advertising right out of, okay. right out of college. Gotcha. And then they lost their big client and had to lay everybody off. And yeah. And the rest is history. So yeah, you, you brought so back so many memories. Um, when I was in college, that was right at the start of the internet, and so like you said, we had we didn't really have too much of the internet. We had the intranet, you right, know, yeah, kind of like an interior mm-hmm. network for for. I went to the University of Arizona, and um, that's how we would communicate is amongst each other in there. In fact, there would be even right. groups that were smaller that you would communicate like classrooms or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was all message board. That's all it was. It was just message. Yeah typed you know and and they had you know people would play games online like it's not like the games now but like right uh, a role-playing games and, and all the stuff and it was just man it was so hard to pull up a web page back then too with that with the oh, yeah. modem you know the <laughs> the, the hardline modem yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember we go to computer lab and um it was just dms all you do is dm all day with all these people you know and, and or go on message boards and post things and share information that way so i mean it's come come a long way but but you're saying that the uh uh the what, what was the first magazine that you wrote for the uh, cleaner cleaner times cleaner times so they were yeah, not interested in anything they were not interested mm-hmm. in anything online at not that. at the time yeah. yeah they they just they had their list of they want me to write about pumps or you know um, those types of things. And the other thing that I saw, and I guess we'll probably get into this, is that um, that people were crossing over, which they hadn't done when I first started. But, you know, it wasn't just pressure washing anymore. Right. Window cleaning guys were getting into pressure washing, vice versa. And then soft washing was coming along. And, you know, and, and that was the other thing that I was seeing happening that wasn't being uh, tackled by anybody yeah. so. you know it, it's interesting um it's very common it's very prevalent now you know there's a lot of guys they just kind of do everything you know they've got uh, like mm-hmm. well, uh nando medina one of the admins you know right. he, he does a lot of stuff you know and he's, right. he's like one of those guys that's like hey if i can figure out how i'm gonna do it you know right and same thing with luis as well uh um and so he, you know, they, that attitude is like, it's pretty prevalent now, but when I was coming up, I mean, you, you were a window cleaner. That's what you did. I didn't have any right. interaction with any soft washers, pressure washers, anything even uh, ancillary to window cleaning. It was like, we were just window cleaners. It wasn't really until right. I joined the IWCA that I kind of started mixing with other people who, who did other things, you know, and I saw yeah. that you could kind of do kind of a multiple. And I tried branching out, but I'm very much a focused business person I, I, I like to do one thing I don't like to have all these other things I tried a couple, right. couple things and uh I just I like kind of keep it as simple as possible yeah well and it was interesting because my first IWCA it was either 94 or 95 in New Orleans and we went as cleaner times again mm-hmm. no internet so people didn't know who we were you know but we went to see if window cleaners might be interested in getting into pressure washing well they weren't, they weren't. <laughs> you know it, it was not a hit <laughs> so like are you supposed to spray the windows with this what's, what's yeah this they weren't yeah they weren't really it was like <laughs> why would a pressure washing magazine that be at a window cleaning event you know <laughs> so, so it's been interesting to see the evolution of you know several things um so, so was was eClean, was that devoted to window clean or was it just the cleaning industry in general? It was, I, I call, uh, 
it started out pressure washing mostly because that was my background, but quickly mm. got into, I, I, I considered it anything that was exterior cleaning. Mm. So it got into, you know, window cleaning and um, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, and then soft washing. Um, as well as if you would get, do I do a few things on like chandelier cleaning, which is not exterior, but you know. Mm. Um, yeah. That so did, kind of stuff. did that feel freeing then once you had your own magazine and you can kind of pick what you wanted to, to write? Oh, I did. Yeah, it was, it was fun getting to um, do whatever I wanted, you know, as far as, and, and I, um, I, I'm, I'm bad at planning a lot of times, which in some ways was good. Advertisers want you to plan because they want to know what's going to be in there but I like to watch social media and see what was happening and try to make it relevant you know right. to to what was ever was happening at the time and it was a di digital magazine uh primarily so that allowed me a lot of freedom mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. so what was your circulation like um well my I mean it's hard to say because it was digital but my list is around 10,000 or was wow, so. that's pretty good so good. yeah yeah how many writers did you have um, I, I did it all. You, you did the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And my cat just jumped up. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to need cleaning cleaners right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would, I mean, I would recruit people that wanted to volunteer. I never paid anybody to do oh. any writing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I built some background and design work as well when I was off doing my, um, uh, corporate communications mm -hmm. job for about 10 years. And, um, so I did all of it. And was it a monthly magazine? Um, it started out that way. <laughs> and, and you said that lasted about nine years? Um, yeah, well, it, I, I, I guess 2011. Yeah. I actually started it with another person as a partner and it didn't work out. Gotcha. And I changed the name of it. Um, and then I had another partner and I bought it. That helped me financially get it going. And then I bought it from him a year later. So yeah. I see. Very cool. So, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. your interaction, because uh, uh, when you went moved into Jay Racenstein, they, they hired you specifically for writing or is it, are you just kind of a salesperson uh, in general? No, I, I do writing. Um, they're, they're creating a new library of information and then I do some other stuff. I've gotten to do some cool stories uh, like um, Carlos Gonzalez let me do mm -hmm. his bio that he'd never shared with anybody in the industry and then pat clark from gutter butter had a really cool story and he let me do that and so i'm doing you know some of those things and back before covid um i had a column email column that i would send out hmm. once a week um you know that kind of stuff as well so very cool so you said you got involved with the iwca uh you said mid 90s or no or 2000 yeah it was either it would i joined i started with cleaner times in 94 and theirs was iwca was one of the first ones i went to um but that was in march so i don't know yeah if it was 94 or 95 but that was i went to that one and then i went again um maybe 2012 it was in st pete Okay. Uh, was the next one that I went to after I started eClean. I was invited gotcha. to come out and, and I think I've missed two since. Um, okay. Very cool. Yeah. So you, you've probably seen a lot of changes then. It's been about almost 10 years now that you've been in kind of mm -hmm. the second quarter. So what were some yeah. of the things that you've noticed uh, and observed in, in the IWCA? With the IWCA? Um, I missed one of the West ones. 
and then I came back to, I guess it was Orlando uh, the next year. And it was like night and day to me how yeah. much, I mean, not that it was ever bad, but just how much the association was doing um, <laughs> and the quality of the educational things that they had and the safety program. And, you know, um, I just feel like they're an organization that's really taking it seriously and doesn't, and does more than just uh, an annual convention too, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was just really, like I said, night and day seeing from the, and not that it was ever bad. It was just kind of like every other organization that I belong to, but, or that I attended, but, sure. but yeah, no, I think they um, really are doing some cool things. Um, yeah. Excellent. So uh, what, what roles have you had? Have you just been a member or have you ever, have you been involved in, in different committees or anything like that? No, um, we talked about possibly putting me on a, I don't know if there's a communications committee, but something along those lines at one point. I've, I've, um, no, I've done a little bit of work for the PWNA in the past, but I haven't for IWCA. So, yeah. so um, how would you compare IWCA with the, with the pressure washing portion of it or the um, I, you know, I think they're both, I think they're both good. And I think they both, um, kind of work well together as far as that goes. IWCA, I see them doing more. Um, and I haven't looked at the website lately, but I know they had some online training and things like mm -hmm. that. I haven't looked at PWNAs, but, and IWCA does more like working with OSHA and those types mm -hmm. of things, um, more advocacy type things, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. I just felt like they, uh, really provided a lot for their members, but PWNA is um, growing quite a bit too. Yeah, you know? I, I was tossing the um, idea around of joining it. I have a couple guys who have pressure washing uh, background uh, in my company. I just hired, you know, and they were asking oh, okay. if we were willing to do that. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I, I'm putting a bunch of money into my my uh, 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 pure water system right now, and I'm oh, building okay. an enclosed trailer, and right. I'm getting my trucks right. I just got a new truck, you know. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to throw any more money at a you know, right. that I don't even have any type of infrastructure to go. I'd be starting from scratch, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I don't have any advertising for it. I don't have any, you know, it's just like, ah, uh, I don't think I'm ready to, to do that yet. Maybe in the future, if, if everything's kind of settled and we've got steady income coming that uh, I can afford to throw some towards a, a advertising budget on there, you know, but. Yeah. Well, um, and I have even with, they have their certification classes. And one of the things um, I think it was Ty Eubanks that said he went and took the kitchen exhaust cleaning hmm. class and realized quickly that he went and did the certification class and realized quickly that he wasn't interested mm -hmm. in going that route. And for him spending a little bit of money to discover that as opposed to going into it and then realizing it was a mistake, you know, yeah, that absolutely. was a huge huge yeah. advantage for them um it's funny um, you say that um i i keep i have a lot of people telling me i should do that too because i i have about I, I used to clean um grease traps so oh, i did okay. that for about eight years eight nine years you know and it's yeah, different in the sense that you know grease traps are totally s separate thing but it's it's messy work just like the cleaning of the mm -hmm. hoods and everything and it's smelly and, you know, you'd use pressure, you know, a pressure washer, everything to clean it out too. And I just was like, ah, you know, I already did it for a year. I don't think I want to, just because it's a little <laughs> different, <laughs> I don't think I want to get back into that, you know? It's yeah, just, right. The whole hassle of having to, you know, work at night and be there in the restaurant yeah. when no one's there and, you know, uh, 
just just the thought of it i'm starting to get you know <laughs> start getting chills i'm like no i can't do that again yeah. no i put that yeah back. no yeah there's kitchen exhaust is a good um you know a good industry but it's definitely kind of their own it, it thing. is it's a different it's a different breed for it, lack it of a is. better word and the thing I found too, and I'm sure it's very similar with the hood cleaning um, as with the grease trap cleaning is um, it's a very, it's a limited market. So you've got a X number of restaurants in your town. You probably have an X number of companies that do the hood cleaning. And it is just now everybody fighting for those jobs, you know, and, and that's the way it was with the grease trap. I mean, it was, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was cutthroat because it, my, at least the guy who I worked for, he like, he wasn't, he didn't care. You know, he's like, oh, they want to drop me. They can drop me. Cause he was, he was the number one in our market. So he was like, you know, they want to, they want to, you know, undercut me, go ahead. They can have the little ones. I'm going to, I have my big, my big accounts. Those are the ones I'm going to protect. Um, but uh, you know, I coming from a residential background like myself, where it just, there's just so many residential, so much jobs out there. Um, I just hate to get back into where I now I'm fighting for, these X number of jobs that exist. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause I already kind of do that with the commercial, you know, with my commercial window cleaning. And, and I, I, I take the same attitude as my other boss. I'm just like, you know what, I, if they're willing to pay me, I'll do them. If otherwise they can go somewhere else and, and make, you know, paid cheaper right. rates. And I'm just not going to make that, you know, part of my headache because right, I, I just hate that. Yeah. It's not worth, well, not worth the effort. And I, one thing the PWNA always has is their, um, I don't, it's, people that companies that make a million or more bring in a million or more but they always talk about the sweet spot too and it's like you got you have to figure out a lot of times it's not worth yeah growing bigger and that that would be the situation with you having to take something on if you're doing well you know yeah. and it's not more profitable necessarily to take on more exactly. so you know there yeah. is there is a, a kind of a, a breaking through the wall period you know and, and i I, I discovered this because when I first started growing, I, I hit that, that I, I felt like I was leaving the sweet spot. And so I ended up growing and then I cut back because I felt like I was working harder and either making exactly the same amount of money for myself or less, you know? So I went back and then I just, my, the amount of customers had forced me to kind of break down that wall. So I went through it. And then once I broke through it, you know, it took a little, a little muscling, but once I got to the other side, then I started, okay, now, now I'm working less. Now I have a little bit more freedom and I'm making more money, you know? And then, so I know there's going to come another wall and then I'm going to have to decide where right. am I going to want to yeah. go through the hassle of breaking through that one, or I'm just going to stay here right now. I'm right. kind of, I like where I'm at right now, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and um, I'm going to kind of sit, settle down. My goal right now is pay off debt, get everything paid off. So the business doesn't have any debt then I Good. can kind of reevaluate whether, you know, what I want to do after that. But I'm pretty, right. pretty happy where I'm at right now. I don't know that I'm really looking to grow any more uh, than what I already have for sure. Yeah. But, you know, you make a good point, Allison, about the education part. And, and I think this is something that at ITF we're really trying to get across. Um, the education isn't just in the certification. It's right. in the, like you said, the finding out, is this even for me? Is this a route that I want to go to? And yeah, you pay maybe 400, 500 bucks, but how much better is that than paying $6,000 in right. equipment? And now yeah. you're, you're kind of forced to continue in that work that now you realize you don't even like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was a good point that, yeah. that he made. So yeah. um, and, that time. And you, get to, you get to talk to people in the field who, who actually do it 
and and can kind oh, of yeah. tell you, hey, look, if you're going to do this, these are the things you're going to have to deal with. This is are you are you willing to go through that down this road, you know, and and feel like you're you're happy with that, you know. So that's a that's a good yeah, point. and that's always the biggest value I think for any of these um, associations and the especially the events is you got the you know there's good classes and all that, but just getting to sit down one with one on one with people in the industry and and because you don't get to do that <laughs> in the, you know, all that much in the, the real world, people yeah. don't want it, you know, but to be able to talk and find out the ins and outs and decide if this is what you want to do or how to go about doing it or, or what they've done wrong, you know, yeah. that they learn from. So you don't have to make those same mistakes. Yeah. It's um, hard man, because you start talking about something work-wise and then you just see your fam family and friends arise to start rolling over like, Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can actually yeah. talk to people who care about it and yeah, don't exactly. You know, uh, I think yeah. that's really cool about these groups, you know, not just ITF, but, you know, pro window cleaning, uh, windows 101 and, and all of those have their, their various Facebook groups. I think it's kind of, cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can just share and, you know, commiserate with each other and say yeah. something and, you know, you're not going to get a blank look back, <laughs> but you can right. get people who, who understand. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's kind of fascinating that you started writing in a magazine that you knew nothing about. So, so what was your, what was your strategy then? Cause you had, now you had to put out, you had to put out words, right? <laughs> you had a certain <laughs> amount of word count that you had to meet for each article. And, and here's a, a field that you really didn't never worked in and didn't have any experience. So what was your strategy to be able to put something together? That was back when I first, very first yeah. started. Um, <sighs> I don't know if being female helped, but I was able to call up, like I would call up pump manufacturers and I wasn't playing dumb because I was dumb. I didn't know <laughs> anything, but I could get away with it a little better. Like, you know, uh -huh. I don't know anything about pumps, just teach me, you know, and yeah. um, just to be able to just call up and admit that I didn't know anything and had to record the phone calls in the days. Of course, there wasn't cell phones or, right. <laughs> you know, any of that kind of stuff, but just started with that. Um, and they, they, the magazine had been around, it hadn't been maybe just like two years or something when I started. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, enough that I could go back and read through the, some things, but the, the main thing was just getting, they had a list of contacts and, and just having them walk me through stuff and sure. having them double check whatever I wrote to make sure it was, you know, correct. And See, I think that's really smart. Um, I, I have, uh, we have a social media person that works for us and she's awesome. Her name is Ava. She's really just stepped up our social media game, like to another level. She's great, but she doesn't have a background in window cleaning. Right. And so sometimes she'll post something and I'll like say, take it down. <laughs> That's not, it doesn't work <laughs> right. in our industry. Take it down now, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it's going to make us look like, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, and so, and, but she's really good about it. And she's got, as, as time has gone, she's starting to learn, you know, and she's gone on, on job sites to watch us and observe. And now she's starting to kind of hit her stride where she feels like she has a little bit more of an understanding of what the work we do. Um, so I think that's, that's a really neat idea for you to have called the actual manufacturers or, or uh, other companies and, and trying to get their input on it. So, so as you, as you, you know, years went on, you're writing and in, in, in this industry, how did you feel your understanding of it came? Like, did you ever feel like you could actually go to a company and, and not, not work as a pressure washer, but maybe work in like admin or, or anything like that? Um, I feel like I could work in admin, but even just, 
even now the idea of setting up a pressure washer as much as I've written about it to sit go out there and actually do it uh I still <laughs> I would need a little help you know I mean yeah, yeah. I've been to classes I've been um you know various training events and things like that but but the idea of it's kind of scary so Is it, see, <laughs> if, if I were you I would just go do it just to say I could do it you know? yeah absolutely yeah. go to friends and say let me I'm just going to mess around with this for half an hour just let me play and I'm going to see if I can right. figure it out you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's pretty cool I and mean, that, that had to have been very valuable to um uh, Jay Racenstein when they knew you had all that background in, in writing yeah on that well, and I was just thinking, even when you said that, trying to at the IWCA at the where Ed Ray, where he would have the training with the squeegee, that's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I tried to do it, and you know, of course, everybody's watching, but it's just like that's hard. <laughs> it's, it's an art, and you got to learn it, and uh, you know. So yeah, so you're saying you're not going to enter any uh, speed racing competitions? Not yet, no. <laughs> not yet. But you've seen a lot, though, right? I think you had mentioned you even went to Italy and saw a speed racing competition. Yeah, I got to go to Italy twice uh, for oh. free. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, they. Um, it's a show over in Italy, and Italy has a program where their government pays for people from different countries to come over to trade shows. And they called me originally, uh, 2017 was the first one I got to go to. They were looking for a journalist in the cleaning industry. Oh. And I had, I had like three weeks <laughs> to, to go, but it was all, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I write for the Well, I don't American... know if they do with COVID, but they did it again in 2019. Right. And this time, so I guess I found out what happens is they, um, don't get their budget till right before they don't know for sure which uh -huh. ones the government's paying for uh -huh. so i contact they needed some people so i contacted some friends that i in the industry that i knew we had passports already and uh -huh. like two weeks out we we went to italy last in 2019 oh, man well let me tell you if if i get to do that because i write for the american yeah. window cleaner magazine oh yeah my wife will you will be her best friend because she's been wanting to go to italy forever and she's oh, yeah. saying That's you're gonna idea. you're gonna take me there one day and i'm like okay okay yeah that would be so sweet if i could go as, as a journal get your passport a ready. journalist <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah get, get our passports passport. ready ready and yeah but i mean it's it's crazy that because it was one of those things I got the email and it looked like a hoax, you know, and I was about a free, but I, I called just to ask and sure enough, it was legit. So, um, yeah. So it was in Verona, Italy and, um, very cool. Everything hey, you, got, you got the hookups. I gotta make sure I keep touch with Allison. She knows all the, all the, food <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I had several, like I said, several industry friends ended up getting to go last time but it's neat because they bring people from different countries and like mm -hmm. um they took us to this really fancy restaurant the first night and it was someone's birthday they had us sitting at our different tables by country but oh. it was someone's birthday and they sang happy birthday in like five different languages <laughs> going around the room we'd all been drinking tons of wine you know <laughs> it was just really beautiful and just really you know amazing that we were there and it was paid for and you know yeah it was real <laughs> so Very cool but all that to say yes they had the um they had the speed contest going on um both times mm -hmm. there they didn't have the the guinness people there but they did have the speed contest and i sat and watched that you know yeah it's funny yeah i um I guess this year they're only going to have this, this, the main speed and they'll have the medley, but not the team medley. Oh, okay. um, so, cause they're trying to keep, you know, everyone six feet apart whenever they I'm do sure. that. So yeah. yeah, I still haven't, uh, uh, 
committed yet to going yet. I, I entered it, the contest last year and I did, uh, I didn't do very well, but I did better than I thought I was, I guess I, I would yeah. if, if uh, uh, had to say that, but uh, me and, and uh, Joel Lamb, we did the team medley. So we were, we were anxious to, to try it again this year because we didn't know what um, we were doing. We just went yeah. there and we didn't understand the rules or nothing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait till the year after that. But yeah, we're, we're not going to be doing any international traveling for sure. <laughs> and barely, <laughs> barely in state traveling if, if needed, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, and when you mentioned the, the medley, the first or the Guinness thing, the first convention IWCA back in 94, 95, that was the first thing I saw when I was there. And it was like there were teams from Japan and mm. um other you know other european countries as well as i know puerto rico yeah. sometimes comes but um um yeah it was like really cool yeah from what, what i understand now it's that big convention in in england which is now kind of the international uh -huh. hub yeah it shifted yeah. from the united states to over there so now because um, um i don't know if you've heard uh jeremiah hickey's interview he was the very first podcast that we did okay. um and uh if you get a chance listen to him because he's got a fantastic story of when he won and then he got to go overseas oh, wow. and compete yeah. over there and it's a really really cool story but yeah he said that it's like it's like nuts it's like super bowl like caliber oh know, yeah uh, i bet yeah <laughs> uh, uh, notoriety over there he got he got interviewed on on a local like a, like a uh was a good morning you know uh, show you know type thing yeah oh, wow. yeah <laughs> so he's got he's got a cool story on that but that's fun well, you know, uh, one thing I do like to, to ask, especially since you've got such a, a long history in the industry, you know, in general, uh, uh, right? How, how has your experience as, as being a female in a male dominated industry, how, how has it kind of borne out uh, for you personally? Yeah, uh, of course, my role has been a little bit different, but, um, and I think that has put me in an uh, interesting position because um, starting back with cleaner times, for example, I had a column in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the thing and people I kind of built a little fan base with that so um in my role it's always been uh being a woman in the industry has almost been beneficial I think um I've been well accepted overall uh well respected you know um mm -hmm. I've always had going to events I always have friends that are men that look out for me to make sure <laughs> keep me safe <laughs> or whatever you know but um yeah, I've never, I've never had any negative experiences personally, but I've also seen the industry grow quite a bit for women. You know, it's uh, always been there some, but it seems like it's coming uh, more to the forefront. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think that's, you know, fantastic to see and see more and more women that are out there doing the actual cleaning or running yes. these big companies. Their own you know. yeah. yeah, you know, and, and, and there were a few of those when I first started, but it was few and far between you know yeah, and now I think, it's I think like Brandy Harper is a really nice example of that of you know what she's been able to build with a halo window cleaning you know and, and her involvement with IWCA as well is, is pretty impressive you know everything yeah. that, she, that she's been able to do but also just the the smaller companies you know um, like mm -hmm. I got to interview Heather Ryder um, she's a really neat example of, of someone who's able to just start her business and just you know it's like she's a well she's a window cleaner it's like you don't think yeah. about whether she's, uh, you know, a, a, a female or a male. And I think that's the way it, we want it to be, you know, where it doesn't right, matter. Absolutely. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. And yet it's still, I mean, just, I think in the last five years, I've seen such a huge shift. I mean, I, I probably mm -hmm. 
think I, I knew maybe one female actual window cleaner, you know, who wasn't like in the office, but actually, right. window. and now I, gosh, I can, you know, I know a couple dozen. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's really cool because uh, um, I think that's important to break down. Cause you know, it's whenever you have a male dominated field, it, it's, it's filled with a lot of, a lot of garbage, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought it was an interesting point that you made, how you probably, you kind of benefited from it in your, in your specific role. Because like, if I were to call up a, a, a manufacturer and say, I'm going to write an article, I don't know anything about pumps. Can you help me? Right. <laughs> I yeah. probably might not have got as favorable a response. Right. You know? I mean, I was a little 24 year old, uh, you know, female. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, I could play it to my advantage if I, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like my role uh and being a female in my role has actually been to my benefit so mm-hmm. um help me gain more respect maybe than i would as a male i don't know but um. so what 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 are your what are your goals now so you're with jay racenstein is is that something where you're kind of happy or you got something that you're thinking or you wanted to do in the future um no i'm i'm happy i uh i try not to get too far into this um Jay Racinson has been really great as far, they know that my family has to come first. And uh, I've had to, I, I plan to stay home with my kids as when they were little, but both my kids have special needs. And so, um, you know, I, I have to be here with them. And so uh, Jay Racinson, when they hired me, they, you know, told me that they understood that family is first and it's part-time and, you know, so it works really well to my benefit. Now that said, uh, with COVID hitting, and this year just being kind of weird, I have been thinking a lot about what I want to do with the rest of my life, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know, I, I do do some freelance work. I do a lot of volunteer work, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, freelance um, for a lot of that is for nonprofits. And that's kind of where my heart yeah. is in a lot of ways. So, awesome. you know, so I don't know where that, if, if or where that'll lead to anything, but but um, I'm enjoying, you know, the company's great and it's, it's been nice to be part of a team and the way they work with me, but, but I'm also not sure where I want to be in 10 years, yeah. you know, <laughs> or five years or whatever. The people that I've talked to who have either are working or have worked with Jay Racenstein see that they're very good about that. You know, they, they want to help you get to wherever you want to go. Absolutely. So it's like as long yeah. as they have, as long as they have you with them, they're like, they're appreciative, but they understand that you, you know, you, if you need to move on, they, they're willing to help you. I think that's a pretty cool. Right. Pretty yeah. That, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what they told me coming in to, you know, as long as it worked and, and I'm happy and I don't want to say that I'm looking for anything else. I'm just um, been thinking a lot about life and sure. what's important to me, yeah. you know, most important and, and I'm getting older and, you know, I just want to make a difference in the world is <laughs> where I'm kind of yeah. at. So, sure. you know, so uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are your kids? Um, they're 15 and 17. So 15, they're, 17. they're older. Yeah. My yeah. son uh, is high functioning, but he has autism. And then my mm-hmm. daughter has a um, uh, autonomic uh, condition that, that she's the one I really have to be here for because I never know when she has good days and bad days. And, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. That's, so. that's, I have so much respect for parents who are raising kids. Uh, I, I think and I don't want to be over, over generalized because obviously, you know, individuals are very different, but I felt like in my growing up, parents didn't 
worry about those things. It was like they expected their kids to either fall in line and be normal, you know, right. or they just kind of almost fell by the wayside and the parents didn't. And, and I don't think it was their fault. I just don't think there was a lot of education as to those types of things. Yeah. You know, someone who has autism, it was just, they were a bad kid or they just right. didn't, they didn't have they yeah. lacked self-control or, you know, right. they, they need to be fixed somehow as opposed to understanding what they're actually dealing with and trying to understand, you know, as right. as we can, um, yeah. you know, my, my daughter has uh, ADD, um, she's not the hyper kind, so she she's not like all over the place, but right, she definitely yeah. has a hard time with paying attention, and um, it is very hard for me to try and put myself in her head because I don't, right. I, I'm not that way, you know, I'm very focused, right. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, but what I do um, uh, commiserate with her on is anxiety, and I grew up when I was, you know, little I had a lot I dealt with a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. so it's like right now she's really struggling with the remote learning and she's just you know it's just torture for her and we're trying to help her get her homework done and every homework assignment is like a traumatic event and mm-hmm. it's in tears and she's falling apart you know and I'm just trying to stay there because I remember being like that you know right yeah. but, but no parent was there to help me I was just in my room crying you know right. and then and then <laughs> yeah. when I got done I came out and so I was you know I keep trying to reassure her that hey look I was I you know I know it's hard to believe but I was just where you are too and guess what I learned how to deal with it I learned how yes. to to you know uh, adjust I learned how to adapt and life is not going to be like this. And, and right. this what you're learning in school, it's important, but it's not life. You know, you're going to be fine, you know, and, but it's hard for them, of course, to digest that message when they're that young and just keep telling her just, you're going to get there. Like, you're going to, you're going to get through this, right. you know, Yeah. but it's, so I just have so much respect for parents who deal. And then you have two, you know, that's, that's quite a load. Yeah. Abby started about, oh, it's almost five years ago that her, because she was, typical child and then had mm-hmm. this hitter and it took us four years to find out what figure out what was going on but um yeah and I've had to change the way I handle with school with her just because she can't do that much and I've come to the realization that it's going to be okay <laughs> you know mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying we'll do what we can and it's not the end of the world so yeah yeah, yeah exactly but but yeah so I'm in a weird position where I have to be able to even at this age to um, be there for them. And I'm glad I'm able to do that. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. And I think what you, what you say is right. Cause I mean, we all have different reasons for doing what we do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and some, they want a business because they want to make a bunch of money. And, and that's, yeah. I don't fault anybody for that. That's what business is. That's what capitalism is. You know, right. and if, if you want to set up where you have income and that's your main focus and that's really all you're thinking about with the business, I think that's fine. But for me, it's, it's always, well, what does this income get me, you know? Mm-hmm. And for right now, in this part of my life, um, one, it allows me freedom. So if I need to stay home, I can typically, because now I have workers that can do work. Mm-hmm. But right. two, it's, it allows my, same thing like with you, my wife can now be home for most of the time for our, to help yeah. our daughter, especially yeah. more so now, you know, it wasn't so important when she was at school, but now, right. you know, it's so important for her to be here to, Cause if she's not on her, you know, my daughter went, we, we, she, my wife had to work on the phones and my daughter was in school. She did hardly any work that day. It was like three days of yeah. extra homework to get her caught up again, you know, oh, sure. and that's, yeah. that's what we're doing this whole break. You know, we're just doing homework. Yeah. 
So yeah. it allows us, you know, if we, if we, if both I and my wife had to work during this time, I don't, I can't even think about what would happen to my daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know how, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it, the, the job or, or the business, I should say, it provides what we need at the time, you know, and, and that's what it's worth it to us at this time. Well, and that, yeah, that reminded me because I kind of forgot one of the reasons I started Eclean to start with, too, was that um, my husband's military and he was deployed. Um, I can't remember which deployment that was. Um, it would have been Afghanistan. Mm. And I was home at the time with a two-year-old and a three-year-old. We didn't know what that Ethan had autism. We didn't know what was going on. But I was kind of in the opposite situation where I needed something beyond being a mom. Sure. I had to, I needed something else <laughs> yeah. in addition to that. So that was one of the reasons the magazine started as well. Um, well no, and, and that's a really, really good point because what this job does too is it allows me to stay home and lets my wife get out of the house, you know, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, if I were working in a nine to five, that it would be all her all the time, you know, now I, yeah. I take Tuesdays off. Um, today I was able to take today. I before I would always work all the holidays just because, you know, usually customers are home and there's always people. who. Right. Uh, but I got to take today off. I'm going to take tomorrow off. You know, right. I get to be here to help her. And, and so to, for, for me, to, to know my wife gets that assistance, it, it means the world to me. You know, that's why I'm so appreciative and protective of my business as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. That, that's real. That's really good that, that the magazine was able to fill that need for you at that time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to yeah. chat with me. I, I know it took us a little while. We had some. Yeah. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> no, no, it was worth it. It was worth it. But I just, I just really appreciate uh, your, your example in the industry and, and appreciate also your participation in ITF too, because we, we also, you know, as you know, we, we definitely philanthropy is a big part of what we do. And we feel that, you know, education, safety is important too, but having that heart part of, of the work is mm-hmm. what makes it worthwhile. Yeah. So it's, we appreciate yeah, you being a part of that. I am. I, I love the group, but I'm, I'm glad you started it and that it's out there. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And thank you, yeah. Fomies, for listening. Hope you guys have a great week and uh, we will catch you later. Take care. Thank you.